Hi, hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, good. Just hiding in my closet, you know, again. again. <laughs> Still broken. Still in the dark. Oh, boy. It's fun. There are severe thunderstorm war- like warnings here. Yes. So, um, I guess I won't know if we lose power or not because I'm just going to be oh. in a dark closet anyway. Nice. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Okay. This story, the way that I like found it is pretty wild, so I'm excited to share it with you. I'm excited to hear it. Yay. Okay. Um, let's get started. I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grim. Woo! Okay, so um, I'm going to start with this because I thought it was a great opener. Um, Nietzsche wrote, The irrationality of a thing is not an argument against its existence, rather a condition of it. Um, If you recognize that, it's probably because you watch Criminal Minds. I was going to say, is this like the intro to a Criminal Minds episode? And you know how they always say the quote? Yeah, Yeah, it's um, one of the quotes that Jason Gideon said at the beginning of one of the episodes in season one. Um, so I was watching Criminal Minds, you know, like you do, like rewatching Criminal Minds, like you do. <laughs> oh yeah, um, because season one read is the best, and I love him. I thought you liked any season read. This is true, but just like the beginning when like I didn't know what was happening, you know, like watching it for the first time, you're like, oh, like all the characters, like oh Morgan, like oh, oh Garcia, Morgan. and then you're like, oh my God, read. Love Morgan. <laughs> love him. Um, and like Hotch. Uh, my heart oh yeah he has my heart um, but i was watching season one episode six which is called ldsk and um in the episode like the bau goes to illinois to search for a sniper before he shoots more people you know like a bunch of other stuff happens like that's the episode where reed like fails his firearm qualification oh, so God. he doesn't have a gun and then like he gets held in the hostage situation and then he pulls that like crazy stunt where he grabs Hotch's like ankle gun and shoots the guy in the head I do not remember that. It's the best episode. Like, I love it. That's why I love season one read. He's just, like, he's everything. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, that's not the point. Uh, I was looking at the episode after because I was, like, read, you know, like, season one read. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was on the Criminal wiki page, and I found that the killer in the episode, Philip Dowd, was actually based on a Swedish serial killer whose name is The Laser Man. Um, so I was, like, very intrigued, because I was like, wow, you know, that sounds interesting. Yeah. As you do. <laughs> My entire life is focused around serial killers now. It's fine. <laughs> oh, <boy>. Whatever. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about him today, because his story is really weird. Um, All right. But I do want to just take a second to focus on the victims instead of the killer, because I feel like in every single... Like, episode, like, even in Criminal Minds and stuff like that, you always focus on the killer, but never the people who get killed. And I just want to tell you the names of all the people who killed or, like, attempted to kill. Because I feel like they got to be remembered, too. Yeah. Um, 1991 to January 1992, he shot 11 people in the Stockholm and Uppsala area. There are so many names here. Most of them are foreign to me. Like, not, like, English names. And I don't speak the other languages that these names are in, so I'm probably going to butcher them. I did go on Google Translate, and I tried to look them up, but 
like it's not always the most accurate you know like I put my name in there and it didn't say it right so we're just gonna hope for the best I'm really sorry if I don't say them right but I will like write them on the description of this podcast episode um so he shot 11 people he killed one and seriously injured the others and most of the people were immigrants okay is that thunder yeah, I was going to say, can you, sorry if you can hear the thunder in the background. It's okay, it's ambiance. <laughs> Setting the mood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so in 1991, David sorry, was 21 when he was shot on August 3rd. He was shot in the back. Luckily, he survived. Um, Sharam Krovsky, or Karavi, Karavi? I'll just link it in the description. I'm sorry. Uh, was 25 when he was shot on October 21st. He was shot in the face. He did survive. Demetrius Karamaglios was shot on October 27th. He was shot twice in the stomach and he survived. I can't imagine, like, surviving. Yeah, that pain. A lot of pain. Traumatizing. Especially being shot in the head. Oh, oh God, yeah. Um, Haberson Vera da Costa was shot on November 1st. Uh, she was shot once in the head and several times in the stomach. And I don't know how she did, but she somehow survived all of that. And Jimmy Ranjabar was shot on November 8th. He was shot and critically wounded. And he did, unfortunately, die the next day um, due to his injuries. He then, after shooting all of these people, decided to take a trip to America where he visited Las Vegas. He gambled a little bit. He visited the Grand Canyon before he returned back to Sweden. You know, just a little break from killing people, I guess. Like, oh, so what? He didn't, he didn't kill anyone in America? No, he just, like, took a trip to America. Because his whole focus was on immigrants. Mm. But, like, I guess immigrants and... Okay. Like, he just casually visited America and, like, then came back and started shooting people again, which I... That's just sick to me. Yes. Yeah. Um, in 1992, on January 22nd, Eric Bonkam Rudloff was shot in the head. He did survive. I don't know how you survived getting shot to the head, but yeah. he survived, thank God. The next day, on January 23rd, he shot three people. He shot Charles Daclama in the chest. He did survive. And then he did shoot two unnamed men. Um, they did both survive, but... I just think that that was, like, he didn't sh- kill anyone. And then he comes back, and then in two days, he kills four people. Yeah. Or shoots four people, sorry. Quite an escalation. And it only gets, like, closer and closer. Like, the next time that he shot someone was January 28th, where he shot Issa Abar four oh times God, in the head and birthday. arm. That's so sad. <laughs> That's so sad. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't want to think about your birthday like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, he did survive though so like it's a good omen he's he's fine that is good Um, two days later on January 30th he shot uh, Hassan Zatara in the head and he did survive but he was paralyzed by when he was shot so like he's just causing so much trauma to all these people and I'm disgusted by it yeah on February 23rd, he left Sweden and he went to Frankfurt, Germany, where he is shot, suspected of shooting. He was suspected and then later convicted of shooting um, Blanka Zmigarod. 
Um, she was shot in the head with a 36.35 millimeter hollow point bullet, which I think is a little bit different from the other. Like, I'm not an expert on guns. We'll never be an expert on guns. I don't want to be an expert on guns, but I think it's different from his other shootings. But in this one was different where he stole her handbag as well. And I think she was a Holocaust survivor, so. Oh. But that's also different that he he was not in Sweden when he killed it, right? Yeah, but I'll talk about it a little bit later on. But he had, like, okay. an altercation with her, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, during the time that he was, you know, running around shooting people, Sweden was in the middle of the worst economic crisis in decades. So because of that, there were new, like, militant racist movements that emerged. And basically what they would do is that they would bomb or, like, throw Molotov cocktails at refugee reception centers throughout the country. So gross. Um, And in the Swedish parliament, there was a political party called Nye Demokrati, which was, like, the new democracy. And they were very against immigration. Okay. Which is, I think, you know, some of his ideals come from that because his whole thing is to shoot immigrants. Yeah. So the laser man, you know, the guy who did all of this, his name is John Wolfgang Alexander Ausonius. Um, He changed his name later on. He was born Wolfgang Alexander Zug. And he was a, is actually, he's like alive, but like not a good person. So in jail? Yeah, he's in jail. Okay. Um, he is a Swedish murderer slash bank robber slash sniper slash vigilante thing, I guess, for his political party. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. He's oh, he's boy. doing too much. He's, Pick one. Yeah, he's really doing too much. Yeah. Um, but his whole thing was to target immigrants of various nationalities. Like, I'll go through it a little bit later. Um, like, I have a list of like what nationality these people were but they were all like different nationalities but they were all immigrants in sweden okay initially when he first started um he used like a sawed off rifle that he put like a laser thing on which is where he got his nickname um the laser man and he later switched from using a rifle to using a smith and wesson revolver that was fitted with a silencer he tried to aim for his victims faces and heads but God. Because, like, he wanted to kill them, but he had really poor quality weapons, and he modified them, and they were, like, just modified really badly. So the bullet's trajectory was usually wrong, and he, like, missed them or shot them in, like, non-fatal areas, which, like, yeah, like, good that he did that. But, like, also, how, like, like, you, if you're doing something and you consistently do it wrong... Like, he didn't try to fix it at all. He just kept on using these weapons. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was like, you know, like, I'm very thankful that yeah. he didn't figure out that his weapons were faulty. But, like, how? <laughs> but, like, how? I just think that some people are just not really great, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, so... If you remember the episode, I don't know if you remember the, uh, the episode of Criminal Minds where, like, his they were f- uh, chasing a sniper down. Um, was it on a college campus? No, it was, like, in the middle of, like, a town kind of oh. thing. Like, he was, I think, like, he was just... For some reason, I remember one on a college campus. 
I feel like there probably was one on a college campus, but you know, you watch 15 seasons of the show true. and things start to blend together. <laughs> this is true. Um, yeah. But um, even though John Osonius wasn't directly mentioned in the episode, both he and Philip Dowd were, they were both snipers, they were both killers, they joined their nation's armies, they shot their victims with rifles, and they shot them, most of them, like, non-fatally. Even though, like, in Dowd's case, it was intentional to not kill them. Oh, okay. And, but they both end up killing one victim. Okay. Um, and I do think I should bring up here that he is suspected to have killed someone else. Like, killed, like, two people. Okay. Which I will talk about later. Um, okay, so I mentioned his name Alexander Zug. He was born in Lindigo, Sweden. He, that's definitely not pronouncing that right. It's L-I-D-I-N-G-O, but with the little, like, dots above the O. Okay. So, just in case you were wondering, I don't know how to speak languages. <laughs> can barely speak English, honestly. I feel that. Um, but this village was working class. So his father was Swiss and his mother was German. So they were both immigrants to Sweden. What? And, yeah. He was bullied because he wasn't Swedish. Oh. Which is, okay. I guess, where his hatred of immigrants came from. Because... That makes no sense. Yeah. I don't know. I really... Like, I don't know what... I think he was also, like, diagnosed with some sort of mental illness Okay. later. Makes sense. But even then, like, you're an immigrant too, man. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, but... I just... I don't know. I had, like, black hair and brown eyes, so he was, like... He stood out in okay. Sweden. So he was bullied by children who were, like, fully Swedish for having those physical features, which... I just don't understand why you bully someone for something they cannot change. Yeah, I don't understand why you bully someone. Yeah, first of all, don't <laughs> be me. It's it's not hard to be a nice person. It yeah. really isn't. If you think bad things, don't say them. Yeah. It's just like, bringing more bad energy into your life. Right. Like, you want to surround yourself with, like, things that are good. Like, don't yeah. be a piece of shit, you know? Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Not okay with any of this. <laughs> but, you know, being bullied as a small child was obviously detrimental to his mental health. Um, so when he got Swedish citizenship as a young adult, he bleached his hair blonde and started using blue contact lenses. And then he changed his name to John Wolfgang Alexander Ausonius. Um, apparently he changed his name twice and then finally settled on Ausonius as his, like, surname. He was a Roman poet and he was like, that's cool. Oh, okay. Um, he went to a private school in Stockholm, which was called the German School, but then he dropped out before he could graduate. Okay. Um, but he did end up completing his education later as an adult through, like, a, one of the adult education program type things. Um, and then he was accepted into the Royal Institute of Technology, but he failed out a couple years later. So he just wasn't a good student, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't sound like school was going well for him. No. Um, years later, he was also suspected of assassinating a Swedish politician called Olaf Palm in February of 1986. But it turns out that he was in prison at the time for, mul- for like multiple counts of assault, I guess. Oh, God. That's he just, good. yeah, wasn't a great person. No. When he was in prison, he met Miro Barisic, who was a Croatian assassin, terrorist, and a member 
of the Croatian National Resistance. And um, he was in prison for the murder of Vladimir Rolovic, who was the Yugoslav ambassador to Sweden. So, like, another politician. Let me guess. They became BFFs. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, you know, he, he spent a lot of time with this guy and, um, and his other fellow prison mates. And he eventually developed an intense hatred for communists, social democrats, and immigrants. Oh, good. So again, he is an immigrant. Like, yeah, what does not make sense to me? Like, he might not directly be an immigrant, but he's a child of immigrants. Like, yeah, like you can't. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, when he wasn't in jail, like this is before and after this assassin thing, he worked a little bit as a taxi driver, and then he ended up quitting his job as a taxi driver in favor of you know going to the stock business because that's super stable. Uh, the stock business? Yeah, he started trading okay. stocks and bonds. It's a little bit different than being a taxi driver. Just a little. <laughs> um, but apparently he was also just really good at this because he ended up making, like, a good amount of money. Ooh, all right. Um, and apparently he was something called a yuppie, which I did have to look up when I was reading these articles because I've never heard that term before, like, ever. Yeah, me neither. Um, it means young urban professional. Okay. Yes. Which yuppie? Yeah, I guess it makes sense. It's like a slang term for the market segment of like younger professionals. They're usually characterized by youth, affluence, and business success, and they're often preppy in appearance and like to show off their success by their style and possessions. Okay. So I guess that was him. He just acquired a lot of money and flaunted it. I guess. All right. Um. By the late 1980s, he had a really nice apartment, a car. He even had like a phone. Like a telephone, wow. like a, like a phone, you know, like a, not yeah. a landline phone. <laughs> which I guess, like which phone. is like, yeah, like a phone. Like a phone. <laughs> Just like a phone. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's, my last brain cell isn't here anymore. I feel that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was like a luxury item and associated with living a wealthy lifestyle. So, you know, as you can imagine, he preferred having money to the alternative of not having money. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> this is facts. I, too, prefer having money to the alternative of not having money. <laughs> but, um, so he was a gambler. Oh. And he ended up making some pretty bad investments as oh. well in the stock business. So he was slowly losing money. Fun. Um, but instead of, you know, I don't know, stopping gambling and losing your money that way, he decided to start robbing banks to get money. Oh, you know, yeah, the logical choice. Yeah, you know, it's definitely, if I was gambling a lot and, like, not doing well, I would just simply stop. I don't know. You know, that doesn't seem very, like, rational to me. Why would you (laughs) just stop doing what's losing you money if you want the money? Clearly. 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 I know what you're thinking, Sonia. Yeah, so he went into bank robberies. Hmm. Um, he actually didn't kill anyone in his 18-plus bank robberies. Okay, wow. Um, he just went in there for the money. He was like, I want to be upper class. He got away with 18-plus bank robberies? Yeah, isn't that shocking? That is. I mean, I guess he was arrested for, like, a couple of them after, because, like... But still. They're recorded, you know, like, he was convicted of them. Oh, yeah. yeah, You know? Like, he admitted to them. (laughs) It was like, yeah, I've robbed the banks. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe security was, like, not the best in the ni- late 90- 1900s. What am I saying? <laughs> it's not English. <laughs> I feel you. 
Um, but he then started killing people because of his hatred for immigrants and foreigners, which stemmed from his childhood trauma. Oh, God. Um, you know, this isn't me in any way justifying his actions, but I do want to point out that early childhood trauma can really just make or break a person. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we should just stop being mean to people. Yeah. And we wouldn't have serial killers. I don't know. I feel like there'd still be some, though. Yeah, but, like, the majority... There's, like, head trauma, too. That does True, true. I guess you could physically break your brain. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like in his case, if he wasn't, like, severely bullied for not looking like a Swedish person, like, things might have been a little bit different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, he was like, okay, I want to kill a bunch of immigrants and foreigners. So he started, like, looking for immigrant criminals that he could kill because he was like, maybe do the moral thing and just kill the criminals. But then... The the vigilante part. Yeah. But then he was like, just kidding. That's too much work. I'll just kill any immigrant that I just happen to see. Too much work? What? I guess he didn't want to, like, find them. He was like, I'll just kill them all. Whatever. You know? Okay. This man is just... I don't understand what's going on in his head. Yeah, I could not tell you. But he would, he hoped that by killing immigrants, he would scare all of them out of Sweden. Every oh, single immigrant out of Sweden. They just, yep, they all are just scared of this one man who can't even kill someone. Yeah. Just leave. <laughs> um, his MO is basically, like, finding people who didn't look like they belonged in Sweden. Oh, God. And shot them. That's disgusting. Um... So, since I didn't list the nationalities before, if you were interested, David Gibrimiram was an immigrant from Eritrea, and him and his friends who were with him, they said that they saw, like, a circle of red light on his body before they heard the shot. Oh my god, that is Traumatizing. Traumatizing. Like... I hate it. Oh god. Like, you see it in TV and stuff where, like, they, like, point the little sniper laser thing at you, and then everyone's like, get down. Like, imagine that in real life. Imagine, like, seeing that on you and being like, someone is going to shoot me. But you can't do anything. Like, as soon as your brain processes it, it's too late. Right? Oh, Oh. God. Terrifying. Um, um, He was um, of Iranian origin. Demetrios Karamaglios was Greek. And he also reported seeing a bright red light right before you heard the shots. Um, Haberson Vera da Costa, she was a musician from Brazil um, and reported that, like, there was also a red light. Oh, also, mad props to them, but, like, they got a description from, from them. Oh, they were able to, like, describe his physical appearance? Wow. Yeah, I don't know how they would remember that. You I know? have, like, hearing these stories makes me realize how much I, like, don't remember anything. Like, I could yeah. have a full conversation with someone, like, in the grocery store and not know what they look like as when I walk away. Oh, like, literally same. I don't, like, I don't understand how people, like, have such good memories. Yeah, like, people who, like, provide a police yeah. sketch. I couldn't. I could never. Like, I genuinely couldn't. And it makes me want to, like, like, teach myself to recall these yeah. things. But, like, I don't know how to even begin, like, doing yeah. it, you know? I don't know, man. Especially now, since everyone wears a mask. <laughs> be like, he has eyebrows. <laughs> he has a face. That's all I can tell you. Yep. I honestly can't even tell height anymore. Oh, I'm no. Like, 
kind of taller than me. I don't know what six foot, six one looks like, but like maybe that height. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, Jimmy Ranjabar was another Iranian student. He was the one who ended up dying from his injuries. Um, Charles Daklama was a bus driver from Zimbabwe originally. And the other two men who were unnamed, they were shot in a Somalia club. Um, Isa Abar was an immigrant of, like, Syrian or Assyrian origin. And lastly, Hassan Zatara the man who ended up paralyzed, he was a Palestinian store owner. That's fun. Yeah. Um, so, most of them survived. Yeah, that is good. Which, yeah, good. And basically what he did to his guns, I don't know why he thought it was a good idea, but he sawed the barrel off of, and the stock off of the rifle to make it shorter and more compact. Okay. Um, and then when he switched to his revolver, the Smith & Wesson, he put a silencer on it. And I guess that just, like, made it not work. Oh. I don't know why he couldn't just buy a gun with a silencer. Like, I'm grateful that he didn't yeah. because he ended up not killing people because he thought he could just put one on. But, yeah. Yeah. Um. So during this time, during the 1991-1992 range where he was killing or shooting people the police started a massive manhunt to find him um it was the second biggest manhunt in the history of sweden and the first the the biggest manhunt was the one to find olaf palm's assassin which is you know the murder that he was considered a prime suspect in so i guess i don't know if it's an accomplishment or not but he had two big manhunts to find him yeah i mean i probably wouldn't be proud of that in my life but you know yeah, I definitely wouldn't either. Like, that would be something I'd be like, don't. That was oh, loud. Boy, wow. yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Love the thunder. Oh, it's yeah. my favorite. Um, yeah, where was I? Yeah, so two big manhunts. I don't know why he's proud of that, but whatever. Uh, the last shooting that was, like, officially charged to him was on February 23rd, 1992. Um... And then, so when he was caught, he was caught on June 12th for robbing a bank um, in this 1992 as well, sorry. And um, he later assaulted his lawyer in court. Oh, which, my you know, God. Pro tip, don't do that because man's really spent the rest of the trial in, like, handcuffs. Jeez. Don't assault your lawyer. In court. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was just a lot wrong with his brain. Yeah. Um, he was then convicted of murder and robbery, but he wasn't linked to all of the shootings. Okay. He did, however, confess to all of them in 2000. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, he was in prison for a little bit, but then he finally confessed, and we have, like, a full list of people that he shot now. Oh. He was sentenced to life in prison, um, and then, sorry, Wow. Yeah, sorry about that. I thought that no, I it's happening over here, too. I thought it was dwindling down, but um, it's, it's back. Not. No. <laughs> it is back. It is back. Back in vengeance. <laughs> um, so he was sentenced to life in prison, and then, like, really weird coincidence, but he was transferred to this other prison called Asterikar. I'm sorry for butchering these names. I just, I sincerely apologize. Um, but that was where Christer Peterson was imprisoned, and he was another suspect in the Olaf Palm assassination case. So, 
Oh. Weird coincidence. They met, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, he appealed to have his life sentence made into a fixed term on three different occasions. He did this in 2008, 2010, and 2012, and the court rejected his application on all of the occasions. Good. On all of these different dates, the National Board of Forensic Medicine determined that there was a ri- like a high risk that he would re-offend yeah. because he was diagnosed with autism and personality disorder. Mm. So the court was like, this man is just dangerous to be set free. Keep him in prison. Yeah, and ca- he went to prison before, too, and he didn't change after, right? Yeah, but that was just for, like, assault. Like, not for murder and for like, shooting people. I mean... Yeah, but I feel like if you were going to get reformed in prison, it would probably have been yeah before you started killing yeah. people. So this is true. I don't. I feel like yeah, going to prison wouldn't make you be like, I'm just going to get out and start shooting people. Like yeah, I feel like if you're in prison, you'd be too afraid to go back. But I don't know what's going on in this head. Yeah. Um. In 2016, uh, Germany asked to for him to be extradited to Germany. Because they launched an investigation into the murder of Blanca Zimgrod. Zimgrod? I'm so sorry. Um, she was the 68-year-old Jewish woman who was shot in Frankfurt during the supposed robbery. Oh, she did die, which is, like, from her wounds, which is very sad. Was she the um, Holocaust survivor? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and this is the one that was, like, slightly like not really his mo because mm. he was in frankfurt and she wasn't i don't she wasn't like an immigrant she was just there yeah working and then but apparently the day before she was robbed and shot um he accused her of stealing a pda from him while he was at a restaurant where she worked and using it to save his bank account numbers oh, God. um i had to look that up too a pda is short for personal digital assistant and it's basically like a handheld calculator slash telephone slash fax slash internet accessible device. Oh. Okay. Um, but it had his bank information, so he accused her of using it to steal um, from him. Okay. What makes him also look guilty, besides the fact that he had this altercation with her, was that he flew back to South Africa from Frankfurt the day after she was shot. Oh. He denied the accusations... But he did admit to, like, owning the kind of gun and the ammunition that was used to kill her. But he was like, um, I couldn't have done it because I sold the gun a week before she was murdered. Okay. Um, while they were investigating, the German police looked into his ties with, like, a far-right terror group called the National Socialist Underground. I don't know. And um, I guess he was found guilty of, you know, what they did of murdering her because... On February 21st, 2018, he was found guilty and sentenced to life imprisonment in Germany. Oh. So he's sentenced to life in Sweden and Germany. How does that work? Like, where is he going to serve out his sentence? I think Germany, because he was extradited to Germany after being in Sweden. Okay. Um, But this is also super interesting because in Germany, usually the maximum prison sentence is 15 years. But the prosecutor said that the crime was so severe and the risk of him being free was so high and that they had to give him a life sentence because wow. of this. Wow. So they did. Imagine being that terrible of a person that, like, the, the system that's like, oh, you should only be in prison for 15 years is like, no, you have to stay in there forever. Like, you're too dangerous. Yeah, like, you, they had to make an exception for you. Yeah. Yikes. 
he was just not a good person. Mm-mm. Um, so since this is this is like European True Crime League, but one of the articles that I read about John Osonius said that he's also very similar to the American serial killer Joseph Paul Franklin. Okay. Um, this other piece of shit human being was an American white supremacist and serial killer who basically went on a murder spree from 1970 to 1980. Great. Um, if you do want to know more, I'm probably doing an episode on, on him soon because he just makes me really, really angry. As I was reading the Wikipedia page, I was too angry to continue. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and at this point, I literally just, I can't believe that people like him existed. And exist. And exist now. Which yeah. is why I'm so angry. Yeah. Um, but I was interested in what this article meant by, like, they were very similar. And apparently they were both strongly right-leaning, very right-wing extremists, and had assassin personality types. Like, they associated themselves with extremist groups. Um, and just, like, to take a look at that real quick, both of them were very strongly right-leaning. And they ended up being assassins, or, like, serial killers. I don't know if that's just a coincidence, but what does that say about extremist groups and, like, associating yourself with an extremist group? Yeah, I don't think um, extremist groups are quite the way to go. Yeah, neither do I, you know? Yeah. I just can't anymore. But um, also some similarities with that. They both changed their names and appearances to cope with the fact that they were bullied and one of the articles I read said that they were ch- that they changed their experiences to quote cope with their inadequacy. Which, you know, that's interesting. You know, yeah, when you... it's an interesting way to phrase it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that because like, like it makes sense to me, but also like, yeah, it's kind of blaming them for yeah why they were bullied, which like blame them for the murders, obviously. Yeah, but, like, but they shouldn't don't... be blamed for being bullied. Yeah, you shouldn't blame yeah bullying victims. Honestly. Uh, they both also did really badly in school, and their MO is to target people who were they who the, who they thought were quote unquote inferior. They also this is really weird. They both escaped at least one crime scene on a bicycle. <laughs> That's oddly specific, right? I was yeah. like, and they were both involved in the investigation of the assassination of a politician, and they both oh. robbed banks as a source of income. Okay. Um, lastly, the Norwegian mass murderer Anders Berig Breivik was speaking at his Oslo trial in 2011 for the killings of 77 people, where he mentioned that the uh, laser man was a figure who shared the same goals and was kind of like a mentor or like someone he looked up to. Mm. So, um, in conclusion, this man was not a good person. Yeah, that's it. All right. That's my conclusion. I he just wasn't a good person. Agree with that conclusion. Thank you. That was very well thought out. Oh, yeah. I just can't believe that, like, you get bullied for being an immigrant, and then you're like, you know what? All immigrants need to die. Yeah, I don't understand the thought process behind that at all. Yep. (sighs) Okay. Do you want to lighten the mood a little bit with a life update? Um... I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I got the email from my college that we will be back um, on campus in the fall. So 
excited but a little nervous for that um we're moving in early and then we're gonna be done after thanksgiving so it's gonna be a weird schedule but um yeah. i mean it'll be good to be back on campus um and also a my um dorm building is supposedly haunted so oh really yeah maybe i'll oh do my a God. story about that when i get back you totally should that sounds it's like like, I hate it, but also I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. It'll be so fun for you to be living in a haunted house again. Oh, yeah. And especially <laughs> in a single room. I don't have a roommate, oh so that'll be fun. <laughs> You're just going to wake up to, like, the sound of people, like, walking on the ceiling or something like that. Yeah, and I'm on the top floor, so. Oh, that's even creepier. That's oh, my God. creepier. <laughs> so, yeah. Stay tuned for that. Um, and... Let's see if I survive three months straight of school. Don't know if I will, but, you know, gotta try. Life <laughs> <laughs> during corona is a really weird experience. It really is. I don't think I'd recommend it to anyone, though. Yeah, I probably wouldn't recommend. Yeah. yeah. Give it, like, a like a one out of ten. Yeah. The one yeah. I don't have to interact with people as much anymore. I was gonna say, it's been, like, easier at work because when I'm doing pickup, the clients text before they come. So like when they all come at once, it's not like I'm like surprised by them all coming at once. Like oh, I've had the text nice. and I get like the dogs ready in time. So like that's the only good thing. But like other than that, there's no other good thing. <laughs> I vibe with the like curbside pickup. Yes, I'm kinda I here do for like it. curbside pickup. I just I want like... someone to deliver things to my car and then I can leave. Like that's with minimal that's interaction. Yeah. And like contactless deliveries. Like, yes, please just yeah. leave the food on the porch and leave. Just go. Yeah. Thank you for making that so much more normal than before, because like that's what I wanted before. But it would be so sketchy to be like, don't talk to me. Just leave the food on my doorstep. And yeah. now it's normal. So I, like... I kind of like I want things, things to stay, you know, like I want that to stay. I want. Yeah. The death to stop, but like the social interaction to also stop. <laughs> yeah, like we can we can just stop Corona. Corona can like leave. Yeah, um, but we can still do like you know some curbside pickups, some contactless delivery, some you yeah. know social distancing. But like you can see your friends. Yeah, yeah. I also vibe with masks. Like I really do like the idea of covering up half my face. Like I don't want people to yeah. see. Yeah, I don't have to like try and look nice. You know. Yeah, covering up half my face anyway. Exactly, and I can like walk my dog like singing along to a song or like mouthing the lyrics to a song mm. without being super weird because you can't see my face that is true like, i might just continue wearing a mask you know and i don't have to worry about like recognizing other people places because i'd be like oh my god didn't know that was you mask you know oh yeah perfect i love it we should keep the masks keep the social distancing inter like interactions to a minimum you know yeah and just get corona out of here perfect yeah. i love it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any updates? Um, I was trying to film the lightning today, but every single time that I would start filming, it would stop. And when I would stop filming, it would start. And I was nice. very disappointed. <laughs> so <laughs> that's fun. Against you. It really was. It was like, you know what? Camera shy. Camera shy. I respect I it. You know? Yeah. Camera shy lightning. <laughs> Well, I think that's it for me. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do a little spiel so we can wrap it up? I shall. Um, find us on Instagram at Grim Podcast. 
um, give us a follow, like our post, DM us. Um, and from there, there's a little button that you can email us. Oh, and I also have added the, um, I believe it's a Google Doc with a bunch of um, Black Lives Matter resources on it um, that has replaced our link to our Anchor um, profile for in their bio. Um, so go check that out if um, you haven't already. And there's also a button to email us, um, thegrimpodcast at gmail.com. Um, tell us how you're doing in quarantine. You can send in some like stories of your own if you have any creepy, paranormal, or true crime things that have happened to you. Um, or just anything else that you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> literally um, anything. Tell us literally something. Anything. We need um, friends. <laughs> yes, be friends with us. Quarantine friends. Oh my god. Um, I say this every week, but we need to figure out how to use Facebook. We are Grim Podcast on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> this is Gen Z. When do we use Facebook? It's like Honestly, Instagram and Snapchat. I feel like we need to use, get like a Twitter. I feel like that's like another, like a thing, you know? Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, we'll work I don't know how to use Twitter either, but we'll yeah, figure it out. Yeah, I don't know either. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> and leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends family neighbors um co-workers about us <laughs> <laughs> tell your dog while you're at it yes tell your dog he might enjoy he or she might enjoy listening you know? oh my God. our audience <laughs> is just solely dogs i'd be down for that honestly i vibe i like it that's my audience at work too so <laughs> you just tell them things about your day i like you to just, talk, like, talk to, to the dog yeah yeah I enjoy talking to them. It's fun, especially because I'm usually there alone, so like I don't look insane. <laughs> I love that for you. Oh yeah. I mean, they're good coworkers. I can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Probably the best, honestly. All right. Well, that's it for my spiel. It was a good spiel. I liked it. Thank you. Um, and stay safe, stay healthy. Um, and we'll see you next week with paranormal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think. A little I don't know what day it is. Happier. <laughs> Quarantine, man. It's really messing oh, me yeah. up. It really is. Yeah. All right, but we will see you guys next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.